911, what's your emergency? In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. She was kidnapped when she was five years old. We legally murder human beings. On death certificates of prisoners executed by the state, the cause of death is listed as homicide. of the time I really hope that that last little bit gets put in there <laughs> you know what's so funny I was like damn that was actually pretty good <laughs> right I was like she nailed it for those we who are, are confused we yeah. had an audio problem just there we didn't get to listen to our intro like we normally do we didn't get into it like you just did just now <laughs> right but you know it, it happens so April had to do her own yeah she needed that somehow. dust storm somewhere <laughs> to to bring action. it all together Halloween action. is next week but hey guys, we have a super, f- super fucking awesome update for you. Yeah, go. Morgan Sessions was found. She was found. She's now home. We're still she waiting is on at details. A home. She's at a house. Let's she just is, say that. Yeah, is she, she home home or like at like a? She's, she's at her mother's at her place. Mother's house. That's not her home. Okay, I don't think she wants to be there, but that's my opinion. Well, anyways, of moving on. Of course <laughs> not. Why? Of course. not. Like, hello. Yeah. We okay. know what we know. Yeah. You know what? Like we said, December, we know ni- what, we December know. what? 19th? December 19th. Morgan turns 18. And if you want to chat, then we're here. Yep. So right. We'll, we'll chat um, all about that. And then mm-hmm. uh, nobody can do shit. Yeah. Okay. So, but wow. she's home. Her dad is happy. Her dad is thankful well, for yeah. what we I mean, nothing role happened we to played, her, which is amazing. Because yeah. I am not sure what role we played, but we I go just every put direction it out there. with it. I'm like, oh god, what if it's that? You know, you always because we live for humans. We live for fucking fucked up shit, and we always want it to be the most drama filled everything, right? Right. And our brains automatically go to that. But I'm very glad that that is not I, what ended up yeah. happening to her. I'm glad she's home. So. But yay! So and, thank you guys. And now, for- because you know, life is a hot mess. I had a lot of shit this last week. April put our episode together. This I week, sure you guys. Did. It was not me. So I'm gonna <laughs> kick back and sit back and listen, just She's like you. She's gonna listen with her eyeballs wide open. Okay. <laughs> also, I'm gonna put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. Um, just explicit content. The story itself, um, not for. Anybody, I don't know. April what do we is do? telling Under 18? it, so language is coming into play there. <laughs> yeah, no, my, oh, la- my so language excited. is going to be in there, but you guys are also going to hear things that we're going to put into the episode. That it's fine. I like disclaimer episodes. Yeah. So forth. So viewer discretion advised, explicitly content warning. I don't know what else there is. The story you're uh, about M- to hear rated is MA fucked up. I think that's what it says on there for like video games. Rated triple X. No, just kidding. You're about to be my Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So let's start out here. You guys ready for this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just want you guys to imagine for a second. Everybody out there, just imagine. Imagine going out one night to a bar, hang out with your friends, go let loose, whatever it is that you do, right? And usually like some small places might have like that one bar that everybody goes to. Mm-hmm. So letting loose, having some friends, fun with friends, funs with friends, friends, <laughs> friends, fun. Um, drinking, you know, doing whatever it is you do. And then all of a sudden you wake up drowsy as fuck, like drugged up drowsy in a dark room 
you are uh, strapped down, chained down, straps, leather straps, handcuffs from your head to your fucking feet to something. Okay. Completely strapped down. Can't, like a- can't see anything. Really well, you you kind of like can. a horror movie waiting. I was gonna um, say it sounds like a typical Saturday yeah. night, but <laughs> <laughs> right. Lindsay's and like, ladies I'm, and gentlemen, Lindsay that is wakes Lindsay. up and goes, "Fuck yes, my dreams are coming true." <laughs> right. But just I have all the questions. I have all the things and all the questions. She'll start changing her mind real fucking quick after this next <laughs> one. So, waking up, don't have any idea. Then you start hearing a voice, a voice recording. Hey, bitch, are you comfortable right now? I doubt it. Wrists and ankles chained, gagged, probably blindfolded. You are disoriented and scared too, I would imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. For a little while, at least, you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape. It is very relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you in detail why you have been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you, and how long you'll be here. I don't know the details of your capture because this tape is being created July 23rd, 1993 as a general advisory tape for future female captives. The information I'm going to give you is based on my experience dealing with captives over a period of several years. If, at a future date, there are any major changes in our procedures, the tape will be upgraded. Now, you are obviously here against your will. Totally helpless. Don't know where you're at. Don't know what's going to happen to you. You're very scared. Or very pissed off. I'm sure that you've already tried to get your wrists and ankles loose. No, you can't. Now you're just waiting to see what's going to happen next. You probably think you're going to be raped, and you're fucking sure right about that. Our primary interest is in what you've got between your legs. You'll be raped, thoroughly and repeatedly, in every hole you've got. Because, basically... You've been snatched and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. Sound kind of far out? Well, I suppose it is to the uninitiated, but we do it all the time. It's going to take a lot of adjustment on your part, and you're not going to like it a fucking bit. My lady friend and I have been keeping sex slaves for years. We both have kinky hang-ups involving rape, dungeon games, etc., we found that it is extremely convenient to keep one or two female captives available constantly to uh, satisfy our particular needs. We are very selective when we snatch a girl to use for these purposes. It goes without saying that you have a fine body, and you're probably young, maybe very young, because, for our purposes, we prefer to snatch girls in the early to mid-teens, sexually developed, but still small-bodied, scared shitless, easy to handle, and easy to train, and they usually have tight little pussies and assholes. They make perfect slaves. But, personally, I like variety. A fresh pussy, now and then, 
to play with. We take four or five different girls each year, depending on our urges and sometimes accidental encounters. Basically, I guess we're like predators. It would not be prudent on our part to have you running around in the woods screaming rape. It would be an embarrassment, to say the least. Consequently, you're going to be kept in an environment that is even more secure than a prison cell. If it has not already been done, very shortly, a steel collar is going to be padlocked around your neck. It has a long, heavy chain that is padlocked to a ring in the floor. The collar will never be removed until you are turned loose. It's a permanent fixture. The hidden playroom, where you're going to be kept, has steel walls, floor and ceiling. It is virtually soundproof and has a steel door with two keyed locks. The hinges are welded on and there are two heavy deadbolts on the outside. The room is totally escape-proof, even with tools. Any time that you are left unattended in the room, your wrists will be chained, and there are electronic sensors to uh, let us know if you move around too much. And if that's not enough, there is a closed-circuit TV system with a surveillance camera. It's wired to the main TV in the living room, so we can check you once in a while, or just sit and watch you for the fun of it. I don't like repeat offenders. It gets me very upset. During the first few hours, the first time you violate a certain rule, teaching process. The second time you violate the same rule, you will be lightly punished. And the third time you violate it, it's going to be full punishment. After the first day, we won't cut you any slack at all. We will expect total obedience. Now let's start this off right. You are a slave. You don't realize it yet, but you will, eventually. I'm your master, and the lady is your mistress. You will be totally docile. You will be very quiet, and you'll speak only when spoken to. Never initiate conversation. Keep your mouth shut. Any time that you are spoken to, you will be required to respond, and it will be with proper speech. Remember that we are in the dungeon game, and as long as you are here, it's the only game in town. All right. So that was probably pretty fucked up and twisted already. And you're probably wondering what the fuck. So I would like for you to meet David Ray Parker. The uh, toy box killer is mm -hmm. what his infamous name is. Um, yes. My personal opinion. I mean, there's a lot of fucked up crimes out there. Like obviously crimes against kids and stuff like is always the most ultimate. Right. But this this guy himself is such a sadistic piece of shit like the the old to me is like one of the most terrifying he's one of the most terrifying boogeymen well uh, yeah eyes. absolutely like the yeah. definition of boogeyman. Yes. well like the whole story of the toy box killer is terrifying which you're all about to hear yeah so, um <laughs> but yeah so i just put the most fucked up person ever in my opinion um okay so david ray parker he was born in 1939 in it's called bevan new mexico 
there is not a whole lot known about childhood. I mean, as much as we know is we have no idea about mom. No fucking clue. Okay. Um, we know that dad had him very physically abusive and probably neglectful. Oh, it was him and his sister. Sorry. So he had a younger sister. Um, okay. Dad very physically abusable, all that stuff. At like 10 years old, they say that his dad took him over to his grandpa's, his dad and sister, mm-hmm. or his, him and his sister, and dropped him off and said, you're taking care of them now. And just um, left left but he would still randomly visit like he was just a very alcoholic randomly visit and started to bring over some lovely items to his 10 year old son um, a lot of sadomasochism porns mm-hmm. and you know anything regarding that pictures anything that was deep deep dark evil bdsm but like hardcore bdsm not the good bdsm right um so like sa- torture is yeah sadomasochism yeah, yeah, yeah. is basically sexual gratification gratification from hurting or causing pain to others during sexual acts Mm -hmm. so you you can mainly mainly only get off like physically get off by these certain specific things witnessing them doing them like that again terrifying fucking crazy (laughs) there's actually people out there like that um he was you know bullied he was shy in school like they claim like all that like the kids picked on him and like 15 he ended up leaving school like he just dropped out um there was at one point that his sister said that she found so many drawings and like shit that he started doing too. And it was just so much fucked up shit to women tied up and mutilated and just all kinds of shit that Mm -hmm. that his sister did find when they were younger. Um, But basically dropped out at 18. He went to the army, got into the army. He was honorably discharged. That that just basic. It's kind of terrifying. It's crazy. So I'll get into more of it too, but, and then technically married four times in total. Okay, so there's in his early adult life. Okay, yeah. He, what I read was he had a kid under 18, but I only saw that one place. The only other account says he's got two children, but they do not let you know who the other children is. The one child, her name is Glenda Jesse Ray, and we'll get into her. But I was so, going to say, I think, fucking nuts. I think, and I think <laughs> because hear. of her role in the story. Hey, is, you're giving it away. I'm just saying because of her role in the story <laughs> is the only reason we know who she is. Yeah. You can't two. find if it's a son or a daughter on the yeah, other one. You on can't find kid. shit. Yeah. Okay. No. Which is weird. Right. Cause like, it's like who cares? Like, I mean not who cares, but that shit, that's usually public information. Um, anyways. So, and then that's, I, I mean, I'm assuming at this point, you know, he's what maybe let's see if he, probably early forties, you know, by the time marriages and everything, he's got the, the, the two kids and then the one daughter basically stays with him. Now, by this point too, this was like probably it's the mid- late 80s. Well, he was 1999 is when this all breaks free, but like late 80s or so is when or early 80s. So he was a maintenance worker for Elephant Butte Park National Park. So a maintenance worker for a national park. Okay. Um, and I just wrote down on here so you guys understand that Elephant Butte National Park is 40,000 surface acres so 40,000 acres that's huge and the lake itself is 40 miles long and the Rio Grande River goes into Elephant Butte Lake okay so where he does his job and he lives right outside of Elephant Butte Mm -hmm. so they're in New Mexico you guys there's six there's 6,000 people in right on the border in this and then in in where he lives there's only 1,300 people so it's very desolate very rural. just rural and then yeah. you have this huge ass fucking lake in the I middle feel of like nowhere it'd be more noticeable if someone went missing in a smaller town though right because like where's like you know all well of once you start hearing about the crazy right, right, yeah. you'll, you'll understand why so and so anyways maintenance worker now 
if you got you guys will hear more and it'll make more sense but just so you know david is a very smart motherfucker like i bet you if they did his iq they usually are right and like those kind of maintenance workers are maintaining fence lines well and in his whole life he's been very engineering like he should have gone to engineering school and he could water catches that are yeah, out there for the deer he's been a mechanic he's been all of everything all of the above okay and this will come into play too so so this is just i'm just kind of setting the picture of where he's at what he does for a living he lives there um he lives in a trailer with a girlfriend named glenn uh named cindy sorry there's a lot of there's cynthia's there's cindy's there's glenn there's a lot of names in this um so but yeah so this is kind of where he's at he's a maintenance worker for that so i'm gonna go to on march 22nd 1999 Okay, so okay. this is kind of he's been doing the thing, living in New Mexico with his girlfriend and his daughter and being a maintenance worker for all these years. So um, March 22nd, 1999 in Elephant Butte, a naked lady with a thick metal dog collar and leash, a six foot long chain leash attached to her running down the road. She was trying to like hit cars and like cars weren't stopping for her. She finally made it to like a, a house that called the police. She just kept saying that, you know, they were coming for her. Don't let them grab. Don't let them get her. She kept saying, she's like, I've been kidnapped. I've been there for three days. They've been raping me and they've been torturing me. And so she's just going on and on and on. And there's a lady, there's a 911 call. You can listen to it. The ladies on there calling the cops saying, I think I've got the a show naked that I girl. watched was from her there view, is, the survivor so show. There's only, there's not any documentaries of the toy box killer himself, but there's like a killer couples. Right. There is some of those extra ones that you can watch. And then like I just, I survived. I, I shouldn't be alive. Yeah. Right. So YouTube is where I got like his documentary that I did that somebody did put together. But you can find some about the stories in, in other places, but they don't have just like toy box documentary, which I think is fucking stupid. But you I guys will know why. Too. Well, you'll know why at the end, too, on all this, because, yeah, why it's not really talked about that much. And he's like a lot of people don't know really know about the toy box killer. Yeah. Um, anyways, so she okay. So the lady's now calling the cops, and the cops show up. So Cynthia Vigil is a 21 year old prostitute. Okay, she lived in Elephant Butte. Obviously, worked the streets there, the dirt roads. Oh, that was rude. I'm sorry. Um. Anyways, <laughs> she said that one night she was out working, <laughs> and um, David posed as a police officer. Pulled up, posed a police officer, said, I'm arresting you for, for cells, for prostituting, mm -hmm. and I'm taking you in. Now, obviously, when he pulls up to a fucking trailer in the middle of nowhere, she's now realizing that there's something else going on. So he's uh, basically what ends up happening. He's able to get her in her house somehow. I'm sure his girlfriend, which is, um, like I said, her name's Cindy. Um you know, they talk about having a gun to her head and anything. Anyways, they get her into his trailer and she claims that like she was chained up to a mattress, like the mattress in the middle of the living room floor. They had her pissing and pooping in a bucket and they were just like sexually torturing her and raping her for these three days. And she said that um, one morning David went to work and Cindy answered a phone call and went into the other room and she realized that the keys were left on the table for her chains or whatever. So she basically gets the keys. Cindy sees her. They ensue in a fight. Right. And she's able to hit Cindy over the head with a lamp. Knocks her out. Okay. And takes off. And that's when she just takes off running down the road. And then makes it to this neighbor's house. So, of course, the cops are like, what? She stabbed like, her in the neck what? with well, no, 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 no. That's not her either. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> that's uh, Kelly. No. Oh. No, this was the we'll same We'll get time. to it. We'll get yes, to it. I promise. I, I promise. I'm like... 
I promise. So hers, she, yeah. So Cynthia Vigil is the one that got away, that escaped, that had been there for three days. Mm -hmm. And so the cops were like, okay, well, we'll, we'll have to see about this. So she takes him to David's house and they pull up to a trailer. You know, it's pretty desolate. He's got fencing around. He's got another trailer out back or whatever. So inside his house, sure enough, there's a mattress on the floor. There's chains. It's completely disarrayed. It looked like a fight went on. A lamp's broken. There is the poop bucket, the piss and poop bucket sitting there. There are sex toys fucking everywhere and like insane, just really into just hardcore. There was like yeah. a wooden, a wooden, um, they had it all. I couldn't write down the, I can't remember the name, but basically where you could like, it reminds me of like back in the day, like old wives, like where you like a wood thing that you put them over and strap them to. Like bend, uh, them, like bend them over. Yeah. Like kind a, of. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. And have them bent over on strapped onto that. So there was, there was a few things already that were just like, what the fuck? So they realized, okay, she's probably not kidding. Like they had her handcuffed here and chained. And so they then start searching the property a little bit more, see a trailer, mm-hmm. um, out in the back, um, multiple deadlocks, saw all kinds of locks on the front of it, just going all the way straight fucking down it. Um, and then, uh, so they finally get the keys and stuff. So let's just talk about, uh, how they finally opened up Pandora's box. Yeah. And this is a motherfucking Pandora's box. If I've ever heard of one. Okay. So I wanted to describe a little bit. So when they opened this door to this trailer, you open it and right away, kind of towards the back of it in the middle when of the room. When you say trailer, do you mean like trailer house? Or Sorry. Like yeah. A yeah. Truck like a trailer. No, like a, a trailer house, like okay. where you would see, yeah, like somebody living in or like, like a house. I usually well, see the like, one? like a construction office. Like the, some people right, will have right, like right. an office like, and it just mm-hmm. a trailer. Yeah. So yeah. Like, like a, a 20, mobile home. Like yeah, I almost thought like it was a, a shipping container it until kind of, I read more into it's, it. It's kind of like a shipping container. But it's on wheels and it's on a trailer like type of thing. Anyways, so you could live in it, but I don't, it didn't have any windows or anything. So it kind of was more shaped like a container. Right. So anyways, Straight so like down a box in the middle. Trailer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much. Okay. That he turned that's into this okay. thing. We're, that's obviously the, called the toy box. So middle of the room is a black gynecological chair. Mm-hmm. Stirrups up and everything with as many chains and leather straps and head straps and mouth straps. Anything you could possibly see chained to it. Yep. All around them is like, you guys can watch this, like, by the way, on YouTube, the documentary. They actually show the inside they show the toys so when i said he was an engineer david had made his own sex toys he would strap them and make them attached to hydraulic systems and he would have like like i'm talking very large very long um multiple ones anyways he made all of these crazy like basically sex fucking torture devices okay. not to mention he had every other kind of medical device i mean oh yeah any scalpels anything you would see in surgery oh yeah he had um there was obviously porn and really crude pictures hanging up all over plastered it's soundproofed Jesus. so it's soundproofed you've got cha- you've got everything you could possibly think of in a torture sexual yeah. fucking <clears throat> just your worst fucking nightmare in a box and you're stuck they even had they there. even had a table it's like bro you can't they, you don't even have an answer no for that. they had a cot <laughs> no, they had don't. a cot that that went slid underneath like like uh the um countertops mm-hmm. there was like a countertop in there and underneath it you open it up and it was a cot that you could slide out that they strapped them down de- like they would strap them down to right. and slide them into that and keep them in there too mm-hmm. so it's literally yeah just like your worst nightmare the worst nightmare um so cops are obviously just like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. 
And so the news media by now has caught this, right? Um, and that's going, that's happening. So the news media is starting to do coverage of this place. Um, also in this toy box, they find tape recordings. They find a mm-hmm. voice recording. It's like, is that the inspiration for Saw right there? Right. And you guys <laughs> heard that at the beginning. So the beginning of what you heard was snippets of David Ray Parker's uh, videotape for his toy box. It is 50 minutes long. So he would. And so they found that. They found diaries. They found notebooks. He kept journals of victims and how many he has check marks next to them. Like basically how many days he had them. Mm-hmm. He has certain this things written down about them. them. He had every he had. Um, he's a what's it called? Collector killer like a souvenirs so he had tons of jewelry tons of women's clothing panties um like tons and tons so they found all of this in there and then they find video recordings tape recordings or like videotape recordings so with this as well just not rewinding but they also found a prescription for phenobarbital and something that's called sodium pentothal so both of these, uh, phenobarbital is a seizure medication, seizure disorder medication, but it's basically an anesthetic, 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 well, anesthetic. Yeah. So it makes you relaxed. Um, and it causes, it can cause memory loss. It can cause amnesia. So then they're also seeing where he has like these freaking, like he's smart. He's got these drugs that he can pump into these victims and they don't remember. They're out of it. They're in and out of consciousness. And then they have memory loss. They don't fucking remember anything. Right. So even if they did survive, which some do, by the way, they don't have recollections of what the fuck's going on. Okay. Hold on. I just want to let everyone yeah. know that what he personally called it was Satan's den. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. He called it his yes. Satan's den. But then the police. Yeah. Then, yeah. He, then he was marked as a toy box killer once they realized. Yeah. So obviously they're starting to put together everything, kind of putting together who he is. They've got his girlfriend, you know, they know her, his daughter and stuff like that. So when the media gets a hold of all of this, so not only are they they're doing news reports, right? They're on site. They're like, the we'd found this, discovered this. They're um, a woman named Angelica Montano comes forward and says, that's who kidnapped me. That's who raped me. That's who tortured me. I tried to tell the police. I tried to tell them. And they just didn't listen. Listen, her story was she, same thing, right? She's a prostitute. And she, um, she met him or whatever. And they kidnapped her, took her back, raped her. And then um, just dropped her off on the side of the road. A off-duty police officer picked her up. She told him about it and he didn't believe her. So that's one, that's one victim coming forward that says, I know that I don't have a lot of memory about it. I can't really tell you a lot, but, um, yeah. So the officer didn't do anything. They didn't, they didn't file a report or anything like that. So she wasn't believed. So that's one victim that comes forward. So they start talking to her and getting that information. And then they started releasing. So the, once they started uh, watching the videotapes, okay. Now this videotapes are fucked up. It's he's video recording what he's doing to these women. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. It's no, and there's so many of them too, aren't there? We just thought they're making a movie. It's in production. Oh, right now. sweet. So that that'll be dope to hear. Um. So yeah. So in the videotapes, you can see the girl, and there's specifically they come across one where she has got a big ass tattoo on her calf, and it's not like your ordinary. 
it's not like a normal tattoo you would see, right? Or a basic tattoo that like so, 20 chicks have. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So they post it on the news media and they go, does anybody recognize this tattoo? And a girl, a woman named Kelly Garrett comes forward and says, that's my tattoo. And so the story about her is, because she does, she does remember some of it, but it's another one of those fucked up, nobody believed. But this is how it went. She was a friend of Jesse, Glenda Jesse. She goes by Jesse. That is Ray's daughter. Yes. She was a friend of Jesse's. Mm-hmm. They were at, so it's, um, it's an infamous, where did I put the bar? Oh, I think I wrote it on my other paper. Anyways, it's in Elephant Butte. It's the it, city. The city is called Truth and Consequences that this bar is in. That he meets name for everybody. Yes, that he meets everybody. That's where they meet is a lot of their victims. And, there? <laughs> right? right? <laughs> um, like, so I mean, they go to that bar. Satan They're hanging out. Involved, right? right? Mm-hmm. I know. It's crazy. Like there's some, there's just fucked up kind shit. New Mexico is, and it's also one of the most, it's the second vi- most violent state for murders and, and everything like that. alien reports. Oh, all the shit that happens there. Um, okay. So yeah, they were going, they were drinking, hanging out as they were leaving. Ray was out in the parking lot and hit Jesse over or hit um, Kelly over the back of the head and knocks her out unconscious. So, um, ah, sorry, you guys messed up your pages. Okay. Yeah. So they knock her out. Um, they brought her back to the, so they bring her to the toy box, not into his house. They bring her straight into the toy box, strap her up. She is in there. So obviously she's on the videotape. You see her. She's really fucked up. She's moving around, but it's very like you have no idea. And then she'll go out of consciousness. Oh, shit. And she'll do that kind of stuff. And he's just read something that said she was roofied at the bar by the daughter. Oh, this says no, this says Ray. I mean, they flat out said Jesse's flat out said my dad hit her over the back of the head outside the parking lot and put her in the car. That they they used date rape drugs on a lot of people. You guys, if you listen to if you decide to listen to his whole recording. On there, too, he will let you know. He talks about how he usually has one. He at least has two women at a time all the time. So he usually has at least two women. And he says that on there. And he talks about how he likes to go to camping and go to different cities and like desolate bars and pick up on young women. He also talks about how he likes lesbians. He goes to gay bars and and he, he gets very fucking descriptive about how he likes his lesbians and what he wants to do to them. So he talks about how he goes out with friends and he goes out with himself and he kidnaps fucking people and he does this shit to them. And it's on his video recording. Jesus. So there's lots of that. So there's lots of that. There is, there is, I'm sure he drugged people. No, just little bits here and there. Jesus. Yeah. I'm sure he drugged people. I know the transcripts for it. I pre-prepped this case. So the transcripts are like 12 pages long for the video. Oh yeah. 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 And I was like, Oh, that's going to take so much time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't print those out. Jimmy uh, recorded it. That's why I haven't finished the case yet. It's because yeah. of the transcript traits. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to get too much into all. I just was like, the story's insane. a lot and it's crazy. It is a lot, yeah. So I just, but yeah, you'll be able to hear that and you, you can get on. You could read the transcripts too, like whatever. But because um, we're only, I, I, we only played a little bit of it. So you only got to hear a couple snippets of it because I wanted, but you, you know, the most points. you said it's 54 minutes. But it's like, yeah, it's like 50 Jesus. plus some seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That he just goes on and on and on. Longest 50 minutes ever. Oh my God. Could you imagine laying, like, as I described it, you're laying, you're confused, you're disoriented, you're in and a consciousness and all you hear is this voice telling you what's going to about to happen to you. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. Oh, you guys. And he, oh. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so. He brought her back to the toy box, rape, tortured her. Um, 
I'm pretty sure she was only there for like a couple days, like three, three or four yeah. days. And she, he thought she died on the table on the strapped up. She thought he thought she stopped breathing. And then she saw, he saw her take a breath. So he slit her throat and they went and dumped her out on the side of the fucking road to die. Well, this bitch survived. Okay. Wow. Made it home. Her husband did not believe her because with th- a slit throat. No. So this is why that night that she went to the bar, they got in a fight and she went to the bar without him. He believed that she was cheating on him. So he's basically like, bitch, you got what you deserved. You were you cheating on me. Passed out, you probably prostituted. You probably sold yourself. And a John got too, too much with you and slit your throat and tried to kill you. So he files for divorce and what leaves the her. Fuck. They tell the police and the police say there's no fucking way. The story is outlandish. There's no way. So the police don't even believe her either. So and then she fucking 10 years later, like fucking or not quite that long. It wasn't quite that long. Comes out and then she comes forward again and goes, yeah, that's my tattoo. Now do you guys fucking believe me? So oh, that should always you bugs me. Could you imagine living your life with a story like that and nobody believed you because it seemed and, so and outrageous? And it's hard because they don't have full on memory. Well, because that so, and what he did was yeah. completely so, outrageous. But, but mm-hmm. all of them complain about having fucking nightmares. The survivors complain about they have nightmares about being tied down. Things happening to them, but they could never fucking associate where the fuck it was coming from. And she talks about that. She's like, I don't remember there really. She's like, when I watched the video, she's like, I, something seemed to come back where it's like, I would remember crying out and being like, stop that or something and something being painful. But she's like, it's just so sporadic and memories that it's like, how, and then how do you, do you really believe that? You know, how do you believe that this really happened to you? Right. Who would actually want to believe that it happened? So also with this, you guys, so now you have basically three victims, three survivors, three people, you know, basically this Cynthia (laughs) that exposed it all. And then the two that came forward. Um, Now they had over 300 investigators or something like that, like FBI help searching his property and everything. They never found one, any bodies, no trace of any bodies whatsoever and no physical evidence of killings. So like no mass amounts of blood. There's nothing or... like that. No. Okay. And then they don't find any human remains. They had, you know, cadaver dogs out there, everything on his property. Right. Remember though, he is a maintenance worker that has keys to things that are locked that nobody can get into Roads on an elephant butte, on to. a reservoir, on a whole uh, national, national park. park. Like he has access to things that nobody has access to because he works for that mm-hmm. city. You have no idea. Mines, holes, Burying animals Maps get to him. of all of it. I mean, rivers. He has everything he needs. Caves. So why would he ever dump the bodies by his house? Never. He's not a fucking idiot. He would he's drugging to. them. He's letting some of them go. He's killing some of them. He's doing whatever the fuck he wants. And he's fucking smart. He is so smart. Here's another reason why, too. So they or I'll tell you in just a minute. But so they ended up having the diary, the journals. He there are recordings, video recordings of uh actual torture and like it looks like killings happening on the video but he doesn't show himself doing those things on the video so it might be it sounds like to me like a girl might be dead on the table and they have a video of that but they don't have a video of the actual thing happening right or at the moment they didn't have enough evidence but Mm -hmm. they don't know because they have a video of an accomplice dennis yancey He's on video stringing a girl, strangling a girl to death on that table. Okay. okay. Now, one night, Jesse and Dennis, Dennis is obviously uh, David's friend, go to the bar 
and um, Ray's like, I need you to get me somebody. So this is Dennis's re- accounts. So Dennis was dating a girl named Marie Parker. She was like 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, you want to come party? You want to come hang out? So they kidnap her, rape and torture her. And then Dennis said that he had a gun to his head. And Ray said, you fucking kill her right now. So that's the whole th- the premise is that apparently put a gun to his head. But the, and then on like, the video you know about this, now we're going to make you complicit. And then they have and the so videotape of him strangling her. So now they only have proof of one guy committing a murder, mm-hmm. but they don't have her body. Now he claims Dennis is like, we went to this specific spot. I swear to God, I can tell you exactly where her body is. You go back there. There's nothing. There's no blanket. There's nothing because it wouldn't be hard to move well, if you knew it was absolutely. coming. David, David was never going to get caught. Like he, he doesn't give a fuck what accomplices or who he was letting yeah, you join in on his her, like fun like, right, shit. Right, right, right. Yeah. So he body. went back there and then went and hit her body. So they couldn't find anything. So, um, yeah. So he, that Dennis guy was convicted he, because they had that on him. He pleaded, he pled. Here's the other thing though. They were going to try to take Dennis down for a lot more because David had friends that would come join in on this stuff. They would trade him. There was even reports about his daughter apparently said she reported to the FBI in like 87 that he was kidnapping women and sexually, you know, torturing them and stuff and then selling them to Mexico. So she even tried to tell the FBI, but they said that there was no like there was nothing, no proof or anything for that to be a thing. So she's claiming that she told the FBI a long time ago that he was involved in something. And, I, and records. So anyways, and then you have a girlfriend who is into all this. She raped and tortured them as well in the house. Um, they have friends over. There are accounts of using animals against the women and stuff too. And like people would join in on the parties. So he probably didn't want to be, he figured he took a plea deal. He immediately was like, I don't want to be in like get anything else. So he took for murdering, murdering Marie. He got 21 years. And he served Which the 21 bullshit. years. Yep. He served the 21 years. But that's also because it was, uh, was he, I think it was, you know, 1999, 2001 is when all these, all the accomplices were convicted. Mm-hmm. So he, it was right then. And then, so yeah. So yeah, 20. Yeah. Cause he got out in 2021. So yeah. So he, was, he just yeah, got he was out recently. In 2000, yes. Just okay. got out recently for that. Could you imagine oh, being in God. jail for 20 years and coming out to the world that it is today? I know. Right. When you left that Fuck way. Fuck COVID. Um, so now... Uh, and now I'm just kind of going into his compliments. So, so, and I'll get into kind of more details about other things. So, so far we just have the three surviving victims. There are journals and notes and videos that suggest killings and murders, but there's no physical evidence whatsoever. So for his daughter, Jesse, um, oh, let's see. Cause I wrote this, that she told the police. Oh, so 1988 is when she said that he was doing those things and they like, they just didn't believe her. So she got Jesus, found guilty of kidnapping and got two and a half years in prison and five years probation for being involved in literally probably more than probably all of them. Okay. She was probably there okay. for all of Devil's them. Devil's advocate for a second. Do you think her sentence may have been that because they were able to go back and look no, and say I'll tell that you she why. did report it? David. No. David came to them and said, I will give you, I will take all the, all of mine. I will take every count if you let her out. Like if you give her the lesson. Her dad was like, right. okay. <clears throat> so that's why she only did that much. I mean, like a way to be a dad, I guess. Yes. Kind of ish. <laughs> um, Cindy really. Henry, the g- girlfriend, she testified against David. Of course she's going to. Right. Okay. Of and received 36 years in prison. Jesus. She was released on parole in 2019. Not enough. So 20 years. She did 20 years and now she's out, out of 36, but she'll be on probation for the rest she's on parole of that. Until parole that. for the rest of it. But she's an old lady now. Like, right. Like she's not doing shit. Yeah. She's old, old. 
And then, um, so I wanted to put on here though, it's sad. So that was with, um, that was with, uh, Cynthia, the very first one that survived and got away. And then Kelly, that was for their testimonies and their trials. This is what everybody got. And then that Marie Parker got Dennis, um, the Angelica girl who came forward and said, I told the police officer about that. That happened to me died before they could go to trial. Sad. So that was kind of sad. So she didn't, yeah, no justice for that. So charges couldn't be brought up for that. So, um, all in all, David was sentenced in 2001 to 223 years in the connection with kidnapping and then other sexual charges. Wow, that's it. So because there it's was very no vague. specific, well, at that moment, because there was no specifics and because okay. they had, well, because they had the survivor, they're going off the survivors. So because of the survivors, what they could get victim of was kidnapping, every type of rape, sexual shot, sodomy, anything you can think of. Battery. Besides murder. So he had 20, I mean, he had, um, I think it was oh like crap. Two, I didn't write it down in there. He had so many charges. But his so 223 whole, yeah, years. Is what he was sentenced So, you know, to. kidnapping, all that. So basically zero murder. Why? Con- zero murder convictions. 14 murders that they're claiming that there's evidence pointing towards. But not enough evidence. Not enough to charge. Suspected of more than 60 murders. Yeah. So that's not even people. Yeah, like I wonder go. how he labeled them in his diary. Yeah. Like location or like did he use. It, di- they have their names. I swear names. you can see pictures. I swear you can see pictures. Yeah, a couple Polaroids. pictures of his, of his notebook. Or at least of like a clipboard paper where he had names with markings and stuff right. on it. I'm sure he had a lot more. Um, and then, yeah, suspected of more than 60 murders. And then three, three tortured and survived. So that's what he was charged with. Um, you know, which is interesting, though, because when you hear about things like this that happen, there aren't very many survivors, if any. No. And no. there's three in this case. And he did whatever he wanted. Some right. of them he felt like, ha, bitch, I got what I wanted for a couple of days. I'm going to let you go because I don't have time. And other yeah. ones, they either died. They probably died from the... Like, sir, came to their... To the wounds. To the wound, yeah. You guys also... You, I. I didn't really go into detail about because you can you can look up and kind of watch it. So some of these devices, you guys, were not only just very large um, sexual toys. Like I'm talking long and with I don't want to get too much into this, but like dildos, basically. But he would put nails around the whole bottom of them and razor. So you have to insert them fully. They were like two to three feet long, some of them, and then nails all around the bottom of them. Jesus. And they would be on hydraulics. That's just yeah. like one of his torture devices. How do you get to be that fucked up of a person? Like, can we you're figure fetid, that you're out so you're we dro- can like you're get rid of abused. that? He was probably right. sexually abused. There's no way he's not fucking sexually abused. They just don't no have accounts way. of that. His dad probably physically and sexually abused him. Drops him off at his grandparents because he's such a drunk. He can't take care of him. He's neglected. He drops out of school. That during that whole time, I, the grandpa, it seems weird. They don't say anything. All they say is the dad was over there showing him this shit showing him sadomasochism stuff. And then he started doing all that. And his sister started realizing, oh, there was a report. Sorry. He did tell his girlfriend or he told his first wife. Sorry. His very first wife said that she believes he's been doing this since he was a teenager. Cause he claims that when he was 17, he kidnapped a girl, tied her to a tree, raped her and then fucking killed her and then disposed of her body. There's just mm-hmm. never been any other accounts. It's just the wife says that he has told him of that. And like a drunk he's always stupid. And he's always done shit. prostitutes. So he's always done people that are generally prostitutes were his main thing. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of his wives didn't know about stuff because he was going off and being with prostitutes. So he wasn't like this with his wives. Probably because they weren't having sex. They probably weren't. That just makes you even more of a fucked oh, up person. Just so fucking gross. 
So there was that. So they believe he's Listen, been doing it since he, ladies, was a, since he was a teenager. If your husband ever drunkenly confesses to killing somebody, fucking run, please. Right? Um, the most, the worst thing about this. Or so this get is, the background. This is why, by the way, right. there's zero murder convictions. So they wanted to Which get him. blows my fucking well, mind. Well, this is why. They wanted to get him on what they could at the moment, right? They needed to get the trials going. Right. They were putting together other cases for the murders they had 14 already that they could somewhat so but they needed more people to come forward they needed more stuff they needed to be able to do more searches out in the desert and stuff like that well so it was in 2001 that he was convicted may of 2002 david's talked to fbi and said okay i want to finally tell you guys some stuff i want to tell you about like the other 40 victims and like where they are and what i've done he had a fucking heart attack three days later they fucking scheduled something and he had a heart attack three days later it was so weird you can't it was weird you can't convict you can't do anything you can't convict you can't continue when that when a murderer's kill when a killer's gone you can't charge with anything so now these people will never know no fucking and clue. Be no justice for the victim so the fbi well, again national park those if oh, he's hiding me, bodies and they are me, places that nobody and is let's not get started on national park so on another right. side note National parks have their own laws and their own police. Yes. Okay? They yeah. do not have to have help from the outside. And they do not have to keep a record because they're federal of missing persons. They do not have to keep a record of homicide. They don't have to keep any fucking records at all. They're yeah. federal. Their people who work for them are federal and they can choose if they want help from police or not. Right. Or it's county officials. Crazy. Or- mm-hmm. So who knows how far they would have gotten, but they probably would have gotten farther with this one to go look for bodies. I'm just saying it's also just, it's all, it was all just fucked up. And then the cops not believing because you're not back then and still to this day, prostitutes are piece of shit people to everybody and they're worthless and scum and they don't Sex matter. Hookers. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. that's why we have OnlyFans now. Okay. Support they can't the legal do, hookers. They can't do yeah. that anymore. And I mean, and, no, if, yes, they and can. if you're going to be a high end escort where you want to have clients, Love it. You need to make your own business, be a gigolo and have it be proper and business oriented so you're safe. And that's right. the way to do it. And you can. And that and that's the problem. The problem is nobody knew how to do that years ago and they needed to make money. They needed to survive. Also, 70s, 80s, 90s, opioid drugs of every kind epidemic right Mm -hmm. so everybody was doing this every john was out there looking for the prostitute making the money giving them the money like it's just how it was for sure but they're also just were known as trash human beings that nobody cared about so a lot of things is i mean there's like a whole thing about that like a whole serial killer it's like why the green river killer got away with it for so long and that's why he gets away with it he, not yeah. only are they people that nobody's going to really care about, they're prostitutes or whatever. Police aren't going to believe their stories. Their stories are out of this world. But if their like, bodies you, are hidden in the backwoods, nobody's going to be asking questions. Yeah, and if you're not finding bodies or bones, like you literally just have some crazy lady that gets drunk that's trying to claim that somebody kidnapped her and did all these things to her. Exactly. Like they're not going to believe her. He was fucking smart. And to use those medicines that fucking create amnesia and shit, like smart as fuck. I wonder how many dead pot bodies are like all around national well parks. and you know well that i, was, I thought you're gonna have say to new, report it if they don't want to i thought you're gonna well, say i'm just saying new like mexico, in general no well yeah new mexico is also the grounds for the mass graves for the cartels yeah so they found a lot of mass graves of their drug mules that they find out there of like like you know 50 60 bodies yeah that, and but those are specific like new mexico in itself that's why too it's very rural it's it, Mexico being so close. There's a lot of the crime. It's the most, you know, drug cartels use it the most coming up and in, in, into Utah and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they try to avoid Arizona. Arizona has very strict fucking laws on everything. So a yeah. lot of times you go through Nevada, you come through Utah. Um, anyways, he is uh, one fuck. Oh, one motherfucker. Fucked up motherfucker is what I'm going to say. Um, I was going to say 2011, though, the FBI did release photos of all the jewelry, clothing, I was just looking at that, pictures yeah. that they found because there was Polaroids. There was all kinds of shit of people and victims and to shit. To like try and identify So hoping that they people can. would look it up and hopefully recognize It's things. still on their website. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we we talked yeah. about their we talked about their website last week. Yeah. That one was. Yeah. So There's why he's not as known because a he's not a convicted killer. He's not a convicted murderer. Exactly. And a lot of people are like, you can't claim him as, a, him as a serial killer. You can. So I know. All right. And a lot of people are like, oh, so the people kind of brush him aside and you don't hear about him because it was done. Once he died, there's well, no yeah, more to it. Yeah, he died. There was nothing so else they could do. I read, I don't remember. I think it was probably a couple, like the killer, something came up when I heard about Toy Box. I can't remember the exact time. It's been a few years since I, I remember knowing about him. But yeah, you can't find documentaries. Like I looked everywhere. It's literally YouTube. Reddit doesn't really have much of anything. No, so but it's, there it's, is here. I'll but, find it. But because he's not a killer and because he wasn't a confirmed or convicted serial killer, like nobody really talks about him. Don't really hear about him or anything like that. But yeah. he is probably one of the most, yeah, sadistic. Do you know what's interesting, though, is I'm as I'm looking at these photos, I am noticing that a lot of On them the, are like Native American type things. Well, and that's New Mexico. I well, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <clears throat> And they might even be like reservation. See, this is where you get yeah. the indigenous women thing going exactly. on too, where everybody's oh, yeah. like, we need justice. Well, yes, you need justice, but where do you fucking start? Like you, you could, David Ray could have killed 60 of those women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or I don't know, that goes into deeper into other things too, because they're also on their own land and so, like, like a national park, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, absolutely. A lot of them Native Americans. I mean, I'm sure that's okay, also the culture so. that lives there. Um, but it doesn't even mean in New Mexico, he talks about traveling and going to podunk bars and going to gay bars and finding his victims. Like he very well could have killed people. Even just outside, because it makes it sound like to me he would get these rushes, and if he wasn't by his house, he would go out and do it to them in the middle of nowhere and then kill them. Exactly. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Because he talks about the fresh young ones, and he talks about that lesbian and how he would like to do this, but he talks about meeting them other places. There was The House of Horrors, Kidnapped, episode 35. It's on ID Discovery. Oh, so yeah, Kidnapped, so Killer there, Couples. Yeah, there was a couple little so short ones, but, but it's not... specific to like him and um, Cindy, right? The Killer Couples is Ray and Cindy specific. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think I, you hear more about Cynthia Vigil and escaping and her whole thing and how their animals were involved and you hear a little bit about the toy box, but like that one just specifically talks about that. They don't get too much into like all the rest of it, but yeah, no. So if you want the real one, like there's a really good documentary. It's the first one that pops up on YouTube. It's like a British guy that does it, that talks about all of it and it has footage and it has all the real footage and you can see the police officer showing the toys and all things like that. And Oh no, I looked at some pictures while we were chatting. Well, yeah. Yeah. You can look it up no, there, but you. you can see the video and they tell the story, you know, they tell it. That's kind of where I got most no, of all this you. from. But then, yeah, listening to his 50. Yeah. So I played his thing like a few. It was been a month or two ago that I sat out in the living room just doing shit and played his 50 minute voice recording. And it. it's just it's fucking unreal. Jesus. It's unreal. So just That's so you know, nuts. you know, know who your friends are. Don't go to strange fucking bars, people. <laughs> if your friends have like this really weird box trailer that they kind of sometimes drive around everywhere, like. 
maybe get a peek inside one well, time oh, just so you know and this is my other thing because i was like why Jesus. wouldn't people talk right like how could you not talk in a small town but here's why to workers to anybody else that knew him besides his little group of people that were probably involved in this shit he was very intelligent very nice always came to work every day hard never missed working. it hard working like i said smart so there wasn't this like i'm sure he didn't talk about dirty fucked up sexual things to his worker like well, he's probably by himself a lot, but you know For what sure. I mean? Because yeah. none of them said anything at all. Like, well, sometimes, you know, he would be creepy or nothing. Just straight out. He was intelligent, a hard worker, smart, just seemed like a normal dude. And like you would go to the bars and you would, I'm sure people would know them, but they're not going to know that that was happening. And I'm sure they would know about, oh, didn't you hear about Susie? We haven't seen her for a few. You know what I mean? But right? they're not going to pinpoint to him because nobody's opening their mouths because the people that are involved aren't going to say shit. Right. But then like, cause like the people at the bar had no idea. Like once that came out that he was getting most of his victims for there, they were like, well, we fucking knew those people, but we had no idea. That's insane. But which is dumb Jesus. though, because like even the Holy Mary, hell. even the Mary Parker, her car was left at that bar. They found her car abandoned at that bar. And just what? And it just thought again. she took off. Yeah. People don't just disappear. Yeah, she yo, had, she had a little boy and that's what, what her, one of her best friends said. She goes, I don't give a fuck what, some of us are doing in our lives and some of our, you know, vices and what we get ourselves into. She had a little boy that she would have never fucking left ever. Yeah. So no, people don't just disappear. You guys, it's like, not yeah. So anywho. Yeah. Yeah. That one well, was a good one. I liked it. Yeah. That one's crazy. So if you guys haven't heard of it, go look a little bit more. He's whoo. Wow. Like I said, there's some fucked up people, you know, there's people that have done crimes against <laughs> children you know. that are way so more fucked up, but I just wanted to add this little like yes. snippet in. So I'm like going over like the items from his toy box. From oh, the yeah. Yeah. And there is a lock of hair with a barrette still around it and a wallet. Jesus. Yeah. There's just everything. It's yeah. insane. Fuck? I don't know. The more you know, the more aware you are. That's oh, kind definitely. of where I'm at at this point. Oh, I'm always prepared, you guys. I go through, I have scenarios in my head as I'm driving. <laughs> All the time. Fuck, oh, I missed my man. turn because I was thinking about like, how I I'm would like, escape that serial killer stop that's sign. got me locked in his trunk. And somebody's walking and I'm like, if this motherfucker tries to break into my car right now and tries to like take my car from me, oh God, I can't wait to start slamming oh his God. head in this door and like, you are mad. Or like if somebody got You're in the like, back seat, locked. somebody got in the back seat and all of a sudden they had a gun to me, you guys <laughs> believe that I'm going to be putting my feet up on that dashboard and throwing my body in the back seat as fast as I fucking can. You know what I mean? Like I have all these extravagant, I am prepared for literally every situation. I'm prepared for a zombie apocalypse, not <laughs> I'm not physically prepared killers. by any means though. I'm just very mentally prepared because like for I have one a gun. Killers. I have this one gun I'm and no bullets. I wish a motherfucker would. Well that is ha- oh absolutely. <laughs> We're on a fuck around and find out kind of day. Yeah. I have always yeah. been that way. I'm always like I've always been prepared for like that horrific car accident that I happened to witness, which I don't want to, but like I happen to be there and I like have medical training and like but you never gotta, like, you know I've, I've I've had CPR training for like 15 years in a row I had and to have CPR like, training and I never used it once. I don't want to, but I'm here. Like I can. Yeah, like I do. One day I fucking might prepared. help somebody. Yeah. Surviving out in the woods or something. Like I'm not physically prepared, but my mind is. Right. You're like, let's <laughs> do this shit. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Okay. Well, until next time yeah. where we will meet you. Well, yeah. I'll see you all on Halloween. Until then, have a good Halloween. Bye. Yes, peace. Bye.